Russia-Ukraine war Russia targets regions across Ukraine ahead of Zelensky's meeting with Biden. Constant Mihut Constant Mihut Andres are Martinez Andres are Martinez Matthew Pope Big Jack Nikas Maria Verenikova. Russia launched its biggest missile attack in weeks at targets across Ukraine on Thursday, hours before President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine was set to visit the White House to meet with President Biden, who is working to shore up support in Congress for an additional $24 billion in military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Mr. Zelensky's trip is happening at a critical time, according to the White House, as Ukraine struggles to break through Russian front lines in a counteroffensive being fought in the south and east before the start of winter brings fighting to a standstill. Hours after Mr. Zelensky called Moscow's invasion criminal at a speech at the United Nations, Russia attacked at least five cities with missiles, wounding dozens and damaging energy facilities, leading to partial power outages in several regions, according to Ukrainian authorities. Russia targeted cities as far west as Lviv, near the border with Poland, and Kharkiv, a city close to Ukraine's eastern front lines. These cities are known to have less robust air defense systems than Kiev, the capital, where debris from intercepted missiles wounded at least seven people. The Ukrainian military said it intercepted 36 of the 43 missiles Russia fired. Meanwhile, Russian authorities and Ukrainian media reported that a large Ukrainian aerial assault had targeted the Russian-occupied peninsula of Crimea. The extent of the damage was unclear. The Ukrainian military has long maintained that it cannot win the war without targeting Crimea, a critical logistical hub for Russian military operations in southern Ukraine. Progress in Ukraine's counteroffensive has been grueling so far, and Mr. Zelensky has said emphatically that the United States, its biggest military donor, must not cut off or slow aid. Mr. Zelensky is expected to meet with members of Congress and Pentagon officials before his visit to the White House. Looming over his trip to Washington is the American presidential election, just over a year away. The prospect of a second Trump administration and a less enthusiastic commitment to aiding Ukraine is a concern to leaders in Kyiv. Here's what else to know. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei V. Lavrov, was not present for Mr. Zelensky's speech to the United Nations Security Council on Wednesday, avoiding a high-profile confrontation many diplomats had expected. In his address, Mr. Zelensky said the entire world had a vested interest in helping Ukraine defeat Russia, and he cast his appeal for more allies and aid as a matter of security, even survival, for many other nations. By the time Mr. Lavrov gave his own address, justifying Russia's invasion and defending its veto power, Mr. Zelensky had left the chamber. Before he traveled to Washington, one of Mr. Zelensky's last meetings in New York was with President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva of Brazil, with whom he has had a strained relationship. It was their first meeting in person. Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitro Kuleba, described their discussions as icebreaking and warm and honest. Though the president of Poland, Andrzej Duda, joined calls from Mr. Zelensky and other world leaders for the UN to take a firm position against Russian aggression, his country remains locked in escalating tensions with Ukraine over grain imports. The Polish foreign ministry summoned the Ukrainian ambassador on Wednesday over Mr. Zelensky's previous comments at the UN General Assembly suggesting that some allies were playing into Russia's hands by politicizing the dispute. 
Russia targeted cities as far west as Lviv, near the border with Poland, and Kharkiv, a city in the east close to the front lines. These cities have less robust defense systems than Kiev, the capital, where Ukraine has its U.S.-supplied Patriot defense system. Russia has often used diplomatic moments, like President Volodymyr Zelensky's speech at the UN, to launch massive attacks on Ukraine. So just hours after that speech, where Zelensky called Russia's invasion a criminal act, Russia struck at least five Ukrainian cities in a broad missile attack. Russia launched a missile attack early Thursday on cities across Ukraine, including the capital, Kiev, hours after President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine denounced Russia's criminal and unprovoked aggression on his country before the United Nations. The missile sent civilians rushing to shelters in places ranging from Lviv, on the country's western edge, to Kharkiv in the northeast. In Kiev, at least seven people were wounded, fires broke out and a gas pipe was damaged from missile debris, according to the mayor and the regional military administration. And in Cherkasy in central Ukraine, one person had been rescued from a building in the city center and rescuers were searching for survivors buried under rubble, according to the Ministry of Internal Affairs. Video player loading, https colon slash slash static 01.nyt.com slash images slash 2023 slash 09 slash 21 slash world slash Europe slash 22 vid dash Ukraine underscore 3x2 slash 22 vid dash Ukraine underscore 3x2 dash square 640.jpg. Mr. Zelensky spent two days this week in New York at the United Nations, denouncing Russia's unprovoked aggression and appealing for more financial and military aid. There has been growing concern about Ukraine's ability to regain territory and the ballooning cost of the war. Russia launched the missiles hours after Mr. Zelensky's speech. Ukraine launched a counter-offensive in June to retake occupied land in the south and east of the country. While it has registered some success amid heavy fighting that has been costly for both sides, it is yet to achieve a decisive breakthrough of Russia's defenses. At the same time, the Black Sea has become an increasingly central theater in the conflict with both sides waging attacks. On Thursday, Mr. Zelensky was expected to meet with President Biden in Washington to push for more support. Mr. Biden is preparing to push through an additional $24 billion for Ukraine in Congress. Moscow has, in the past year, appeared to schedule significant missile barges to coincide with high-profile diplomatic events connected with Ukraine. Serhii Poko, head of the Kyiv Regional Military Administration, said on the Telegram messaging app that the latest attacks meant that the city's residents had endured more than 1,000 hours, or more than 41 days, of being under air alerts since the start of Russia's full-scale invasion in February 2022. There was a second air raid alert in the capital at 7.15 a.m. In Kharkiv, Mayor Iyer Terakov said on Telegram that six missiles caused multiple blasts and wounded at least two people. In Kherson in the country's south, a Russian attack left two people dead and several others hurt, according to the regional military administration. Officials there did not specify if the deaths resulted from a missile strike. Since Moscow withdrew its forces from the city 10 months ago in what was, at that time, a significant victory for Ukraine, it has launched thousands of shells at the city and the surrounding area from its positions on the eastern side of the Dnipro River. Ukraine's public broadcaster, Suspiln, reported that explosions were also heard in the cities of Rivna, Venetia and Khmelnytsky in the country's west. 
Brazil and Ukraine have had a strained relationship since Russia began its full-scale invasion of Ukraine nearly 19 months ago. While criticizing Russia, President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva of Brazil has also suggested in the past that Ukraine and European allies also share some of the blame for the war. And President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has mocked Mr. Lula as trying to be original in his offer to help moderate peace talks. On Wednesday, Mr. Zelensky and Mr. Lula had their first in-person meeting on the sidelines of the United Nations General Assembly, and the talks were much friendlier. Both presidents now understand their positions much better than before, Dmitro Kaleba, Ukraine's foreign minister, told reporters after the meeting, which he called icebreaking and warm and honest. Mauro Vieira, Brazil's foreign minister, said both leaders explained their views on the war and that there is absolutely no disagreement. Mr. Lula for months has said that while Russia deserves to be condemned for the invasion, Ukraine and the West are also instigators. He has refused to sell weapons to Ukraine to maintain neutrality and has said he instead wants to bring Ukraine and Russia to the negotiating table. Those stances have frustrated Ukraine and the West, and the tensions between Ukraine and Brazil got worse after the Group of Seven meeting of the world's major industrial democracies in May in Japan, where Mr. Lula and Mr. Zelensky failed to meet despite previous plans and then blamed each other. Mr. Vieira and Mr. Kaleba said on Wednesday that the two nations agreed to meet again when they could and participate in coordination meetings for a peace proposal by Ukraine. Mr. Vieira said Brazil would also continue to speak to Russia. Brazil keeps channels open with all countries, he said, adding, we are willing and ready to listen to all sides. Ukraine is asking companies to invest in an unlikely arena, minefields. As the most mined country in the world according to its Ministry of Economic Development and Trade, Ukraine is seeking to develop a business model out of demoning by bringing in the profit motive to speed up a process that might otherwise stretch for decades. Ukrainian officials say that about a third of the country's territory is potentially laden with landmines and unexploded ordnance, which pose grave risks to civilians for years to come. State agencies and foreign charities currently carry out most demoning operations, but at the rate the government's 16 certified demoning teams are working, they say it would take hundreds of years to clear the country. So Ukraine's economic development ministry is trying to draw in private entrepreneurs and encourage innovation. The first test of its commercial demoning initiative was at a site in central Ukraine on Wednesday, with demonstrations by three companies of their methods for detecting and destroying mines. We need to look for various ways of how to demean our land, said Yulia Sviridenko, Ukraine's economic minister. Otherwise, demoning will take hundreds of years and we need to live and develop our economy now. The initiative covers humanitarian demoning or removing mines that linger for years or decades after battles end. It is distinct from clearing mines during combat, a job only performed by the military. Creating a free market for demoning has been a priority for the economic ministry. Its plan is for private landowners, farmers or local governments to auction contracts to clear their sites in forested zones or open fields, which would have varying degrees of difficulty and dangers. The ministry now has 69 applications from private companies, when a company is certified, it can make a bid. 
the initiative includes encouragement for domestic innovations that create products for export to other countries struggling with mines, rather than merely allowing Ukraine's minefields to be used as testing grounds for established foreign defense industry companies. It is not our goal to make money as we want to demean our country, said Ryabchenko Ruslan, a designer with Postup Foundation, a group participating in the project. But once the war is over, we will be able to export our technology for demoning and other niche applications, like archaeology. Among supporters of the concept is Howard G. Buffett, a son of the billionaire investor Warren Buffett and a director of the global conglomerate Berkshire Hathaway. The younger Mr. Buffett's charity foundation supports demoning efforts in Ukraine. It is really important to create the environment in which people are going to try to bring their best services and the best innovation to get this done, Mr. Buffett said. Beyond saving lives, demoning agricultural land will play a role in lowering global food prices, Mr. Buffett said. On Wednesday, Mr. Buffett met the first Ukrainian farmer to participate in a demoning auction and observed the three companies that were demonstrating their work, including presenting drones designed to detect mines. They worked in a field of dry, unharvested soy rimmed with white and red ribbons and signs with small skulls warning of mine danger, a common sight in Ukraine. Mine removal experts, using traditional methods of careful probing and walking with metal detectors, have been working two months just in this one field, clearing about 120 acres. The presentation for drone detection was for an industry no country would want to excel at. Still, it was a sad and hopeful moment at once. You are going to see Ukraine lead the world in such technologies, Mr. Buffett said.